Good evening, everybody. We're back at it, episode 41. But before we start the festivities that is Jiu-Jitsu Radio, we want to give a shout-out to who? Our sponsors. Are you sure? I assume. Okay, well, let's go ahead and do it. I want to give a shout-out to Chocaloha. This podcast was nothing until Chocaloha came about and actually kind of sponsored us from day one. So big thank you to Chocaloha. Use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio at Chocaloha.com and get 20% off your order. Pick up some stuff for the holidays. Don't need to wait for any kind of special sale. We already got you covered with 20% off. You're welcome. Go check out JujitsuSoapCo.com. Get some soap for your stanky ass. Fuck soap. Go get you. Unless it's Jujitsu Soap Co. Okay. I mean... I mean. Are you, I mean, you break them my balls, Chuck. You break them my balls. I mean, unless it's jujitsu soap cup. But they also got hats and shirts, spats sometimes. So you got to go check them out. Go get yourself some dope gear. They're actually uh, really cool about engaging a lot of uh, jujitsu folks like you and I, and really kind of just spreading the love. So check out jujitsusoapcode.com. Follow them on Instagram, and uh, use the promo code JJ Radio. Get ten percent your off of your order at the website, and. We also have our good friends over at Giraffe Choke who are hooking us up pretty uh, sweet in the next couple of weeks. Um, this is going to be news to you too, but we're going to be doing giveaways pretty soon. But first, you need to go check out GiraffeChoke.com. Use the promo code JJRadio. Get 20% off orders of $50 or more. Get yourself a sexy hat or a shirt like I'm wearing right now. My Superman Punch shirt, which is actually one of my favorite hats too that, uh, that he's got. Um, Use the promo code JJ Radio and get 10% or 20% off your order, $50 or more. And then if you're down here, you're going to come and train with us because you want to be the best of the best. No more joking around. No more goofing off. You're going to come and see us. And then you're going to go see Nomad. <laughs> I can't even say it with a fucking surf So, no, stop by Nomad Surf Shop here in, uh, I guess it's Boynton Beach. Really, uh... Delray. Briny Breezes. Briny Breezes, Delray. Delray Beach area. Uh, Nomad Surf Shop is a legendary surf shop here in the area. Whether you're a local or you've just been in the surf scene, you know about Nomads. And the cool part is if you go in there, you tell them that we sent you, you will get 10% off. Or you can be like Sean and just buy up half the store and you'll still get 10% off. And then just, Look, look. Just go buy some shit. Go buy get some off shit. your ass. Quit buying shit on the internet. Sometimes big brother's you gotta go out there and big brother's stuff. watching you. He's, Cash is the way to go. Yeah, get off the grid. Go to go to Nomad. Slap down some Hamiltons. Some Hamiltons. Yeah, that's the What's ten Hamilton. That's a ten dollar bill. Hamilton. Hamilton's on the ten. I don't deal bill. with tens, homie. You better I deal with fives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're all about them Lincolns. I am about the Lincolns and once in a while the George Washingtons. Whenever I have to get a honey bun out the machine. But stop by, uh, stop by Nomad Surf Shop. It's actually uh, one of the really uh, one of the coolest surf shops that I've ever celebrating had a to. fifty years of Stoke. Fifty years. That's they're almost as old as you are. <laughs> so it's pretty good. So how, what's it like? Were you there for their grand opening too, or how did that work out? You don't remember? Yeah, Alzheimer's a bitch. It's okay. But check out Nomad Surf Shop. Well, I'll, he stews here, trying to figure out a comeback. I'm just trying to avoid everything that, but everything that comes to mind involves your mom, so I'm not gonna say. I go for it. No, I don't want to. Of my mom. I don't want to brag on your mom. Um, Even though she ragged on me for no reason. Oh, 
Check out Sean's Instagram. Make fun of him if you want to see a lot of bear man boobies. Uh, Gorilla Boy BJJ on Instagram and Twitter, even though you never use Twitter. I do. I, I saw yeah. you were a little bit more active on Facebook recently. Yeah, a little bit more. But man. I'm already done. Yeah, that's pretty sad. And then go check out, uh, if you really want to see what we got going on, check out the Jiu-Jitsu Radio Instagram. Check out my Instagram, Sonder Marketing, if you want to see a lot of the cool behind-the-scenes stuff. And stay tuned to the podcast because I got some cool news of some other stuff that I'll be working on uh, in the next couple of days. And you guys are definitely going to want to see the behind-the-scenes look on that. And as always, check out the website, mycosmicjourney.com. Pick up some photographs, some artwork, uh, pick up a t-shirt. Sean and I are working on doing some other cool merch stuff aren't we soon. all on a cosmic journey that's why I call it my cosmic well why's it gotta be your cosmic journey because How I'm talking we, about mine why, why couldn't it be our cosmic journey I mean technically we all are yeah but all uh, mine's more cosmos. important to me than yours that's just the way it is you're just a, I mean a, I'm not gonna lie to you're you you're just a prick the truth's a bitch all right ladies and gentlemen we're gonna get this motherfucker started so thanks for tuning in if you would please go ahead and hit subscribe on that button now Give us a shout out, share the podcast, and if you're listening to us on YouTube, why don't you go ahead and click that bell. Ding, ding. My bell, not your bell. Ring my bell. Gonna ring my bell. Ring my bell. My bell. That song is about sex, right? I have no idea. All right, here we go. You can't neither. Deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! I'm gonna, gonna have to start off with bad news this time, huh? What, Stanley? Yeah. Stanley passes away at 95 years old. 95. That's a long fucking time. Do you really think... I mean, like, there's there's not that many people you could say had as much impact. Well, you know he's the highest grossing actor of all time. Right. He's been in 42 movies. And, that, like, at the most, 15 seconds each. Well, he was he was in Mallrats for a little bit more than 15 Two seconds. Two minutes. And he, he, he talked uh, Brody into... Uh, getting back with his girlfriend that was probably like his longest cameo wasn't it I don't know I didn't it's watch gotta be. I don't know but he actually had lines and shit in it yeah. like he had dialed not just a like a little like they, he had a fucking dialogue with that had to be his first cameo Lee. right that had to be his first movie cameo no I don't think so you don't think so no I would be surprised I mean we, I'm I sure see. it's something we can look up but as <laughs> as I pick up my phone. as he picks up his phone, ladies and gentlemen, before this before this podcast started, I made rules. He right. made rules. But we said no more phones. No, I said, can we keep the cell phones down to a minimum unless we're doing research on stuff? But we're not two minutes into this motherfucker. Look, it's Stan Lee's. You gonna you got a problem with it? Are you really gonna argue that? No. All right, then shut the fuck up. Stan Lee's I'm, first cameo. Well, just look up his filmography. Would you shut up? No. Because sometimes they don't even record it. Yes, they do. No. Uh, Here's every single Stan Lee cameo. I guess the first one was The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Oh, back in the day on TV. That was his very first cameo. 
That was a made-for-TV movie, but what was his first film? Uh, Made-for-TV... Well, this is just saying all the cameos that he's made. I have a feeling that somebody fucked up on this one. And, yeah, they didn't put... Uh, they didn't even put Mallrats on this list. So, well, that's what, that's whatever, what I'm going with that one first. not listening to me and going with... Now, who are you? The so, smartest man in this room. Well, it definitely ain't you. But... I think it's safe to say that we can all give a, a big thank you and applause and uh, here's to you, uh, Stan Lee, for uh, everything that he's given us. He's given a lot of people a lot of entertainment, inspired a billion people to do anything from becoming an artist or a comic book writer to, geez, who knows, what else? Well, he's, there's really not, um, Walrats is one of the first. Mm-hmm. He was also in Blade, but it was deleted. In the original Blade? The original Blade. Doing what? He had a cameo. Deleted. He was to play a cop that discovered Quinn's burning body, but it was deleted in the final film. That's crazy. I never knew that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I still got to watch the new one. The new what? Blade Runner. Part two? Blade Runner. Blade and Blade Runner are two different things. I know, but it's Blade. No, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm just connecting the word Blade to Blade Runner. That's ridiculous. Yeah, okay. Why? Because it adds the word Runner? Because it's two different And also, universes. Blade came way after... Uh, not the comic book character? Yeah, we're talking about movies. We're not talking about comic book characters. The question was, what was his first movie cameo? And you said Blade. No, I didn't say Blade. What did you just say? I said it was um, something else. Fucking guy. Yeah, it was something else. You said Blade Runner. No, he was no. I did not say Blade Runner. I said Mallrats was the was the first. Actually, it was something called The Ambulance in 1990 with Eric Roberts as an aspiring comic book artist. Who was the Who was the inspiring comic book artist? Stan Lee. Yeah, that's weird. Was an Eric Roberts movie? Eric Roberts movie. That's weird. Jolly, they took my fucking <laughs> thumbs. <laughs> they took my fucking thumbs. Jolly. Um, so yeah, so shout out to Stan Lee. Thank you for everything. Uh, here's to you, sir. Yeah, see, as the resident comic book expert, geek, and I wouldn't say expert. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty well versed in the comic book world, but like, like Stan Lee was. What's funny is, is, is you always hear the rumors. Like Stan Lee really wasn't all that. Like he, he was a brain behind a lot of it. Yeah. But then there's other people that say that he was just basically a figurehead. He didn't like draw it. He didn't, well, well, it wasn't so much that, but like there were like there was a documentary that was awesome, and it was basically him and Jack Kirby were like partners. He was the he was the writer, and Kirby was the artist, and they had this. Uh, it's a great documentary. I think it's on Netflix, and um, basically uh, Jack Kirby, who's one of the greats, mm-hmm. the great, you know. Um, basically got pushed out by um, Stan Lee like out of the picture of, of like creating these co- these mm-hmm. these these uh, characters so it's like even as cool as Stan Lee was there's a there's there's a darker side to that I mean he was a businessman yeah. at the end of the day I mean you can't judge everybody on the businessman tactics because I mean he was in a Tough competitive industry, so you're going to do that. Yes, but I mean, there's in no, the seventy, like, but I doubt that any of this. Yeah, like in the late '90s or the late '80s, 
like comic books had an ebb and flow, and then it yeah. wasn't until you know the movies, the like X Men. I think that was in two thousand or X Men came out in two thousand, but the X Men movie was actually supposed to start production. I want to say in like ninety five, ninety six. Because, like, back then, like, when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be a movie producer. So I would buy all, like, there was... Do you know what I used to have on VHS? Um, Debbie Does Dallas? No, I never had Debbie Does Dallas. Uh. There was a a first version of the Fantastic Four oh. that was absolute shit. And my comic book store, which was Past, Present, and Future uh. up in West Palm, they had copies of it and I was like I'm buying this and I don't know what I did with it it was a VHS copy of this movie and it was the worst piece of shit movie I'd ever seen I mean they didn't have the the capability it was it was late 90s mid mid or maybe it was early to mid 90s but it was terrible like like Mr. Fantastic like his stretches what they would do is they would like put his hand in front of the camera and then like pan back yeah to make it look like he stretched it was just they would do the 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 trick is like you you zoom out while you push the camera in like physically yes. push it yeah. in. So yeah, I forget the the name of it, but that's the effect that you see when someone gets bigger or smaller, but the room gets bigger. So they'll do they'll either push the camera in and zoom out, or pull the camera out and zoom in. And then the thing looked like shit. The Human Torch looked like uh, everything about the of movie. Of course. Looked like shit. But you know what's funny is like if you think about it, the the whole superhero trend thing in the last twenty something years really started because of X Men. Yeah. But if you honestly watch what's it, what's funny is X Men wasn't even a Marvel movie. But it, I mean, it wasn't even the first comic book movie. I mean, think about it. We had Batman TV show. We had the Incredible Hulk TV show. Then we had the Superman movies. Those were really, and then we even had Spider Man. Like at some point, yeah, Spider-Man show was it was right. awesome. It so was on the Electric Company. The, 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 yeah. the, remember the show, the Electric. Well, hey, you guys! Yeah. Electric Company. It was on that. It was awesome, but it was like only like snippets. And then there was a Spider-Man show, an yeah. actual like. It was the incredible, the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Or, yeah, I think it was the Amazing Spider-Man. But they even used to have a radio show. That's what's crazy. Like if you listen to it, there's like the the they had a radio show, and you can actually buy. There's a vinyl. Well, you could buy like the old radio shows, and I remember that one of the first times I ever saw someone DJ, he was scratching with that, like he had the intro, ladies and gentlemen, the Amazing Spider-Man, like watch, and like he was juggling it back and forth between like a breakbeat and the actual radio show, and I was nobody. It was at a it was at a high school talent show. Nobody stayed. I felt so bad for this kid, but I was like so amazed. I was like. This kid is a fucking genius. Like, it was so good. He was but, ahead of his time. But yeah, but nobody fucking, like, wanted to stay there. Everybody, I felt so bad. People literally walked out of this talent show. Top, so, since we're talking Stanley, what's your top three Marvel characters? Man, I'm not even that good at, like, remembering who's in which one. But oh, for Jesus. me, yeah, I, it's always been Wolverine. That's And okay. then Silver Surfer. Yep. And then... Um, Those are Marvel. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else. Like those are those were really like the only ones that really like stuck to me, you know. Those two. Um, yeah. So I had my top three were Wolverine. Yeah. But kind of weird because I also had like a. Did you have a gay crush on? Them? No, no, no. Um, 
<clears throat> I had this like love, like for the whole Wolverine bloodline, because mm-hmm. like I really like Sabretooth as well. Sabretooth to me is a more interesting character. Yeah. Um, but I really like Wolverine. But I can't. Re- it's Are they hard- making a Sabretooth movie? I don't know. But it's hard to relate to Wolverine because Wolverine's supposed to be five four, and he's this little runt. Like, yeah. don't, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a comic book, if you love the Wolverine movies with Hugh Jackman, Wolverine was not six foot tall. Yeah, Wolverine was five foot four, and he was Canadian. Yeah, he was not. You know, so like, they they he he did Hugh Jackman did a great job. Yeah, like he embodied. I think he he embodied the essence of the character, right? For sure, but it wasn't the stature of what it is, because otherwise, it would literally have been like someone the size of the clown from Spawn. It's like that yeah, height, five four. Yeah, and he which so Wolverine was always my favorite, um, followed by uh, Hulk and Thor. See, I never got that big into Hulk, like, and not really that much into Thor. Like, do you remember the very first, like, real, like, dive into comic books? Like, when you find, like, when you first got the, okay, I'm yeah, into my, comic Well, books. my first, actually, if, if, like, my first comic book hero uh-huh. was Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Which was well, a Marvel, that well, was you, a Marvel. I gave you all of them. Yeah, those Savage Swords. Yeah. I had all those Savage Swords that I lost yeah. over the years. And uh, Savage Sword of Conan. But Conan was my first superhero uh, or you know, comic book hero. Yeah. But and which was a Marvel title at the time. Now it's. But the, it wasn't even like really a comic book. It was the graphic novel. No, no, no. Those that that what you're talking about is the Savage Swords of Conan. The ones that yeah. you gave me. They're they're like they're called uh, magazines. Yeah. The co- they, there was a monthly. Yeah, no, comic there was book the comic book as well. But that was my first. But the you know as I delve deeper. You know, they, they, they're actual, like, superheroes with superpowers, you know. And, and as a child of the 70s, like, my Friday nights, I was glued to CBS, which was Dukes of Hazard into The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. So, like, it was the fucking best. I'd watch fucking muscle cars jumping over gullies, and then yeah. I'd watch The Incredible Hulk smash. These boys are some deep molasses. Yeah. So it was like it was it was it was a cool little thing. So like, Incredible Hulk. I got into the Incredible Hulk, you know, in in the seventies, and like, but the mythos of the Incredible Hulk is like even cooler. Yeah, like, I, like what was, you really what you really don't know about what what the Incredible Hulk really is is like is it wasn't he wasn't created by the Gamma Rays. He was released by yeah. the Gamma Rays. It was a. It was, it was something that was already inside of him. It was a, a subcon. It was his. It was Bruce Banner's subconscious protector. Yeah. That couldn't be hurt. Yeah. Like because he was an abused child, and as an abused child, I really uh, connected with that. You know, I. Uh, you know what's funny too is certain characters really were created for something completely different, and then turned into the into the characters that we know now. Like, Captain America was, like, a character created for kids with asthma. There was, like, a whole thing there where it was... A guy created it to where Captain America had asthma and then became the superhero to teach kids how to live with asthma. And then, it like, it grew. 
into what we know today as Captain America. Well, one of the things that was rad was comic books gave me an incredible vocabulary. Yeah. Like, people used to ask me, what do you... Like, when I was a kid, and I would... What I would say, the words that I would say, they were like... it all came from comic books. Yeah, and and like one of the the one that sticks out the most is cause I, pr- I always pronounced it wrong. I thought it was a doozer. Doozer? Yes, or a dozier. But you know what it was? No. Dossier. D o s s i e r. But you couldn't know. I didn't know yeah. as a kid, but I knew what it was. I knew that a dozier or a yeah. doozer was a file on somebody, but it ended up being a dossier, and it was like. But I knew what it was, so like when I learned the word, I was like, "Oh, oh that's, it's like you're saying that wrong." You're yeah. saying that wrong. It's Dozier. You but, know, what's funny is I was before the whole Stan Lee thing even like came out the other day. I was thinking about it. Um, for me, the like I used to read comic books when I was in Italy, but it wasn't comic books like that. It were they was, in English or Italian? No, they were in Italian. So I would read comic books like it was like Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Like, it was, like, the Donald Duck stuff. So I never really knew what comic books really were. I was just reading that stuff, you know? And then when we moved to the to the U.S. and we moved to Florida, my mom started working for this lady at an antique shop in Lake Worth, right there on, on uh, Lake Worth Ave or whatever. And, um, was it Carousel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So listen, so... Carousel's a, a rad place. Well, no, it's a, it wasn't called that before. It was something else. It was a little antique shop, right? Like, uh, and that's a whole different story. But anyway, she worked right there. And this lady, it was so creepy because I'd have to go in there and hang out while my mom worked there. And this lady's whole thing was um, that she had antique dolls. So it would be like surrounded by the creepiest fucking dolls. But this lady had other like antique stuff that she would sell. And she had a stack, a fucking stack of comic books. And... She would let me take them home, read them, and just come back and drop them off. As long as, obviously, I took care of them and stuff. So, I had no clue what the fuck I was reading back then. But when I can still picture a lot of them in my mind, I was reading the fucking original first print. Like, the very first versions of, like, Wolverine, like, the X-Men, all that stuff. I was reading them all. Like, I had them like, fuck, I can't imagine if I would have gotten to just actually keep one or two of them. She would have had no fucking clue. She would have had no clue, but she was cool enough that she let me read all these comic books, and I became obsessed. Every dime I had went to comic books. I'd go to Costco, and Costco would have a thing where they would have a pack. You'd buy a pack for five, ten bucks, and it was ten, twenty, just different comic books. It's just it was whatever was there. Like you took them. What at Past, Present, and Future? Uh What they would have is they would have like these refuse. Like like the shit nobody wanted anymore. Like yeah. old like people would trade stuff in and they'd have some left. So um What's up? no, thank you. So like they'd have all these boxes under the under like so they they would have all the back issues that people wanted to buy and mm-hmm. then on the like up top like waist level and on the floor they had other boxes that just had shit in them. It was shit comic books. Mm-hmm. But they sold them for like I want to say ten for a dollar. Oh, so you do just... so I would I would go there with five bucks and I would buy fifty dollars worth of yeah. comic books of of all this shit that I didn't care about. Yeah, but it was comic books. Yeah, you know. But some of them ended up being cool, you know. But it, 
as an only child, as the you know, as an only child of an only child of an only child, I didn't really have a lot of people. Yeah, to go like you know, and then when I when I live when I would uh, stay with my grandparents, they lived in a retirement community. I would stay the weekends with them. Yeah, there was no kids there, so I'd read comic books all weekend. Yeah, and where I grew up was out in the middle of the woods. I had a couple friends, but had to walk a mile just to see them. Yeah, so it was like I spent a lot of time with comic books and and getting into that world so it's like and I, I think it has a lot to do with the reason I became a writer yeah is because I read and and enjoyed these worlds so much that I wanted to create my own yeah so you know and unfortunately while I'm making money writing it's not writing how I wanted to write yeah it's not the the writing that you enjoyed but yeah. sometimes it's better because once you get into something like that then it becomes work. You see the business of yeah. it and not the, the entertainment aspect of it. So, no, I, I get it. But, yeah, it's it's crazy to see how something that people used to, like, make fun of you about and whatever is like, oh, now you guys are about this. Yeah, I had to hide that shit in high school. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, I went to, I went to high school 88 and I graduated in 91. Mm. You did not admit to reading comic no. books you, it wasn't something if you, if the X-Men movie had come out in like 92 91 or something like that let's say even if it was like a good enough quality where it was like that that crazy it would have tanked it would have tanked probably like for sure people were more into real like real shit like you know I mean that was still the time of like yeah and then we forgot about the Batman movies I mean so maybe that's not true Batman was of, huge the Batman the first, movies, the first two, yeah. The first two Batmans were even the third one. It was like Batman and Batman Returns, and then what was the third one? Um, uh, not Batman and Robin. Was it Batman and Robin? No, or, Batman and Robin was the fourth. But it was the one with the, the Michael one, Keaton for the first, first two. two, and then it was. Uh, Val Kilmer. Then it was Val Kilmer. And then oh, what it, they call those? That well, I can't remember what that one, but that's the one that had the seal song, "Kiss from a Rose." Yeah, which was fucking a great song, by the yeah. way. Yeah, and then the and next, then it was George Clooney. Then it was George Clooney. That one was the shits. That was the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is uh, that was so campy? It was incredibly campy, and and I remember like when they and showed Alicia the Silverstone yeah. as Batgirl. And, like I remember they showed like the the suit, and it was like. Batman suit has nipples. World goes crazy. You know who was in that movie? Or no, no, he was in the one before that with Val Kilmer. You know who was in that? Don the Dragon Wilson. Yeah, yeah, he was in there. Damn, who? What was that third one? I don't remember. It had to be Val Kilmer. But what the it fuck was Val Kilmer. It was maybe it was Batman and Robin. Or I, no, maybe I think it was just Batman. Batman. No, it was Batman. It was. Let's see. I guess we can look it up on the old internet machine once again. But Batman is DC Universe. And we're not talking DC Universe, but we got to know this. You know what I'm actually uh, anxious to see Val Kilmer in? Is, oh, Batman Forever. Batman Forever. 1995. Uh, Val Kilmer, evidently, is like back in shape for Top Gun. Oh, that's all? Yeah, they're, they're making the part two where yeah. they're instructors. Yeah. So that would be actually really cool to see how, the, how... You know what I always wanted a part two of? Oh. Uh, I always wanted... Beetlejuice? No. Actually, that would have been a cool part, too. But um, what I really wanted was uh, 
part two to Real Genius. Oh, wow. That's fucking... I don't think you could. That would be like part two to... to what was the, that high school movie with uh, Sean Penn? Oh, oh uh, Fast Science Ridge Ridge Yeah, that would be like a part two to that. Or Weird Science. Weird Science is going to do it. They did a show. The TV show was great. That... That fucking that was the lineup back in the day because it was on I want to say it was on either USA or TNT and it was Weird Science and then Duckman. Do you remember the show Duckman? No. Duckman was a cartoon with Jason Alexander as the voice and it was the raunchiest fucking thing. It was like Beavis and Butthead and um, Ren and Stimpy had a baby. <laughs> And it was just so raunchy. It was fucking hilarious. No, it's a a show from the early 90s that doesn't get a lot of recognition. But I fucking loved it. It was a show called Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose was the best. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, Back into actual jujitsu mode. Um, Well, let's, uh, before we move on, let's let's give a cheers cheers to to Stan Lee. Stan Lee. This one's for my homies. So cheers to you, Stanley. Godspeed to you, Stanley. Thank you for everything. That's a sour drink to take. Um, so yeah, so I got some news. So Polaris reached out to me. I, my good friends at Polaris, shout out to them. They have the new card coming out, and um, they got Wagner Rocha on the card. So they asked me to go and film him for their little prologues that they do for every card. So I got to go and we're trying to schedule out the time right now. So I'll get to go and hang out with uh, Professor Wagner. Excuse me. Professor Wagner Rocha again uh, and film him this time. So it'd be cool. I'm really... uh, The interviews and stuff, anytime I film them, they're always like very like kind of basic and stuff like that. But... Well, you're a basic dude. You drink a lot of pumpkin spice and... You wear Uggs. You will never see me drink a you drink fucking pumpkin, pumpkin spice and you wear Uggs. Never. Uggs are kind of comfortable, though. <laughs> You'll never see me in a fucking crack, though. Um, Tom. Tom. But, um, no, it's when I do the interviews, obviously, like, I have to do the generic interviews that people always want. But then what ends up happening is I'll interview them for myself where I ask people questions. And those are the ones that end up getting usually up on the video because it's the more interesting question. So I'm really curious. I would skip, I would skip the mailman and go right to the interesting You chair. can't. No, you can't because you always have to have it. you got to please the customer. But I find... Let me tell you something. Uh, let me give you, let me give you a, a line. Please tell me how to do my fucking job. Let me please. A, let, me, let me give you a line from Mallrats. Uh, Isn't the customer always right? No. Yeah. I got news for you. The customer's always an asshole. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, no, I I actually, and we've talked about Wagner style uh, a lot, but I find Wagner Rocha's mentality and approach to jiu-jitsu like, very intriguing because it's he's not full of shit like a lot of people are. Uh, I mean, not that any of the people that we talk to are, but he's very honest and straightforward on what he thinks jujitsu is and and I talked about it like the last time when I went in there and I was filming actually Gilbert for Polaris over at Wagner's there's a lot of things that that he was teaching that kind of really changed my mind on how I approach training and how I approach that approach actually rolling whether it's competition or open mats or whatever 
Like you're not that the gentle art aspect of things like is bullshit. We're not here to be gentle. Like yeah, if you're gonna train, you're gonna be a certain way, but we're here to you're here to sit there and submit someone. I disagree. I and I don't disagree with yeah. your point of view, but because of the things that happened in in the last couple of competitions that I was in, it kind of showed me where I was falling yeah. in in my game. And it well, came down to how I approached it. It's like, no, well, you know, certain things like certain things I still wouldn't do because I'm not competing at his level. So I wouldn't do stuff like where you cover up their mouth and nose and stuff like that. I don't hate it. I don't think it's bad. I was like, at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen if you're really in a fight. You are in a fight. Um, they're competing for high stakes. They're making money. I mean, look at Gilbert. He just won $30,000 like on, on a match, you know? Well, uh, here's, here's what I think. I think while training for any competition... The most important thing is your cardio. Yeah. Cardio is number one. For sure. Um, if your cardio is not on point, your technique isn't going to matter if you're tired two minutes into the match. So, but I don't think, like, like there's two schools. There's, mm-hmm. well, how do you get cardio? You roll. And you just roll. Keep rolling. I don't believe that because I think what, I don't believe in that method for myself or my students because I want, I want them, I want them to roll tired. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. have them roll tired. You still have to have the mentality of pushing through on that stuff, right? It's not that, but I don't want them to go crazy, training, full strength. Because a lot of the times people get hurt is when they go full bore, open open throttle yeah. when they're training. You you can't. You can't do that on a consistent basis. No, you and just I don't, can't. I don't your body's even, not made to do that. Your body's not made to do that. But if your cardio's on point and then you just roll a lot, make like like make sure that your cardio, you're doing the things outside of the gym to be to have be in good shape yeah. cardio wise. Then you're good. You know, and then and then worry about the technique. And then drill, 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 and roll, 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 roll as much as you want, but don't go a hundred percent while you're you know all the time. Maybe one day a week, maybe one day a week have a day where you go eighty, ninety percent. Well, I think that's open mat, but even then, I think no, there's... even training, like even competition training, you don't go a hundred percent. There's no reason to go a hundred percent. If you can't like if if you can't go eighty percent and beat somebody, hundred percent is not really going to add anything more. Uh, well, I see like the eighty percent is the physical aspect of it. I think that last twenty is where the mentality comes in. Of like you said, like you don't have that that last twenty percent because that's what comes out in competition of your mentality. So well, I, I don't disagree yeah. with you. I I see it in a different light. But there's of there's it. to me like I'm. I've never had to get angry to compete or I never had to get fired up to compete. I've never had to like like I don't have like I could love whoever I'm competing against and it doesn't matter. Like I'm not I'm going to try my best to win. Like like when I competed against Rodrigo, you know, we're 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 pals. But I knew that I was going to try to beat him cuz he was going to try to beat me. Yeah. So I'm going to do whatever I can to win. So it's like I don't. I don't need that. Like that competition switch. As soon as I'm on the mat, it, yeah. it switches, and I'm in competition mode. And I can still be me and be happy. Yeah. But and, and be funny and t- and I talk to people while 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 I compete. Yeah. 
but it's more of you know it's my mentality of I'm not going to accept bad positions I'm not and I'm not going to stop when I feel like I, I am close to something you yeah. know what I'm saying so it's like that's the difference with my mentality but I don't believe in going full out man it's like I get it like yeah. there's a lot of schools out there yeah. like they do competition training twice a week but I mean like even you get the higher level guys I think they still don't go all out every time they're not gonna go all out even like we saw when we watched Quintet they're not gonna go all out every single match they know when to explode when not to like what you have to do it's like, I think mentally yes they're 100% peaking right then and there but Physically, they're able to control themselves so it doesn't come out to like 100% exertion, 100% of the of the entire match. But hold on, before we get going, because um, we didn't go over this before, but they once they announced Polaris 8, the card that's on there. So it's Keenan Cornelius versus Craig Jones, which we talked about, which yeah. that's going to be a sick match. Did you hear what Craig Jones made a funny-ass post? And he wasted it. He said that Keenan Cornelius wasted everybody's time with the worm guard. Yeah. It was funny. Um, Wagner Roach against Hashtag Benton. Hashtag fuck Craig Jones. Why? That's what that's what he puts on all his uh, shit. Wagner Roach against Benson Henderson, which is, let's be honest, it's pretty much an easy win for I'm, Wagner. Dude, Benson's pretty fucking tough. I am not... Any kind of favoritism because I gotta go film him or anything. No, Benson. Benson has been doing these things, and he did. He's really been doing well. them, but he's been losing them. No, he did really well. I think it was the last. Was it? He lost. I'll look it up in a second, but yeah, but he I, did, it wasn't by. Benson Henderson is nowhere near the level of Wagner Rocha when it comes to grappling. Benson Henderson does have high grappling for sure. I think his benefit is his flexibility, so he can stay in control within his flexibility. So when he, he gets was, put in, who was he going? He competed I'll pull against it somebody. Up. I'll pull it up in a second. Uh, Satoshi Ishii versus uh, Dan Strauss, which that's going to be a good match. Um, all right, let's do this. How about I announce him, and then we also do our our calls for the match to see okay. who wins it. So Keenan Cornelius versus Craig Jones. Who you got? Is it Gi or Nogi? Uh, probably Nogi. It's probably Nogi. Um, I'm going to say draw. No. I'm going to go with Craig Jones on that one. Uh, Wagner against Benson. I said Wagner. I'll say Wagner. Uh, But I don't think it's going to be an easy win for Wagner. I think it'll be down like halfway through the match. I'll give it to the halfway through the match. I bet you it doesn't happen. All right. Satoshi Ishii versus Daniel Strauss. Um, Dan Strauss, the fighter. No, you're thinking not that one. It's Dan Strauss, the grappler. He competed against... He was the one that competed against um, uh, AJ Agazam. Uh, Polaris 5, I think it was. I'm going to have to defer. I think that one's going to be... If Dan Strauss doesn't win it, I think that one's going to be a draw. Uh, Nikki Ryan against Mazakazu Imanari. Ooh, Imanari? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Versus Nikki Ryan? Yeah. That's an interesting match, dude. Nikki Ryan's been making upsets left and right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Nikki. I think I'm gonna go with Nikki too. I think that the age is gonna be a factor. I don't think Imanari is gonna really like tap to the leg locks. Um, but if Nikki Ryan gets a leg lock on, on Imanari and makes it'll him tap, to the back. it'll. Well, no, I'm saying Nikki Ryan's gonna take it by a choke. 
Yeah, I, I would probably I agree with that. Ross Nichols versus Marcin Held. Marcin, he's on a tear. Yeah, I'm going to go with Marcin. Marcin lost to Wagner. Yeah, but the la- Marcin won the last one. Yeah. And then, well, no, don't forget, he did quintet. So he lo- he beat uh, Vitor Shaolin, and then he lost the one after that to Greg Jones. Craig Jones, right? He lost the very next one. Anyway, um, and then Pedro Bessa versus Terry Lilius, which I'll be honest, I have no clue. I don't, I have no so, idea. So no disrespect to them. Uh, I don't know who they are, but I'm, let's take a 50-50 guess. Who you got? It's a catchweight match. What are the names? It's in the Agui. Um, it's Pedro Bessa versus Santeri Lilius. I'll take the Brazilian. Uh, that would be Bessa. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, I'll go with uh, Santeri. You go with Pedro. Okay. Uh, so that's our call. So we'll, we'll check back to it. Um, I know, man. To go back to the, to the message, I think if. Who do you think is better, Benson Henderson and Marcin Held? I don't know. I haven't seen Benson get submitted. All right, so I'll pull that up. Yeah. Let's see, Benson Henderson. I think it'll be a pretty easy win, relatively easy win for Wagner, Wagner, to be quite honest. I don't think that that Benson Henderson's – Capabilities are as high up as Wagner, and like Wagner's been on a tear. Let's see, Benson Henderson grappling record. I didn't say Wagner wouldn't win. I just said it wouldn't be easy. Come on, man. They do a really shitty. Yeah, JT Torres sub Benson Henderson in a recent game match. That was in January. Um, it's the Nogi. I can't believe it's so fucking difficult to get um, an actual record of the matches for for grappling. That's that's something that's well, a stain it's on. Because they're happening our, all the time. Yeah, but that's still a stain on on our own fucking thing. Yeah. See, so Benson Henderson is forced out of his main event match with JT Torres, originally scheduled for Fight to Win Pro Fifty One. Oh, that was last year. Never mind. Uh, whatever. So I can't find it, but I got nothing on on Benson Henderson. I don't. I, I want to say was, I don't think it was. I think it was. I don't remember what it was. I'll tell you. Let's see. Uh, February, June, two days ago, nothing. Yeah, I, I don't got nothing on it. Sorry, uh, no more dead air. Anyway. That's what's going on. I got. Uh, I was actually pretty stoked to, to announce it, so I get to go and do that um, and film Wagner, so that'll be cool. Did you see the the drama unfolding? Get off your phone. I was actually doing research. You're just That's fucking texting. Doing. No, you're just fucking texting. I see the reflection in your glasses, asshole. Um, did you see the drama between Gordon Ryan and uh, Cyborg? Cyborg? Of course. The uh, world saw the drama between uh, Gordon Ryan and Cyborg. My jaw dropped so fucking much when I read what was going on. Because I, when I woke up that morning, I read just the original post from Gordon Ryan. The, the stay home, so, boys. Yeah, so... Stay the fuck home, boys. So for people Which, that, look, that's a joke. Like, he's kind of... 
he wasn't trying to. I don't. Well, he might. I don't know. I don't. I don't. He, I don't, I don't, I don't think he was Ryan. being directly disrespectful. I think he was just trying to. But he was. He was still trash talking to the point of you know just saying like, hey guys, it's just I'm just on a different level kind of thing. Which, okay, whatever. Like you're a competitor, you do that. So let me let me pull this up to to read it. Hopefully he didn't uh, he didn't delete it. Did he delete it? I think he. No. All right. So here we go. So, for those of you who don't know, um, the Nogi World is coming up, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, the Adult Black Belt Ultra Heavy Division has Cyborg and Gordon Ryan together, uh, and actually Gordon Ryan submitted Cyborg in two minutes at, at, at the ADCC. At ADCC. So. He posts the bracket. Gordon Ryan posts the bracket, and then he posted underwear under the underwear. Yeah, under the the photo, he wrote, "Hey guys, stay the fuck home." To which, um, Cyborg responded with a message saying, "You know, clearly, um, your maturity hasn't uh, hasn't grown up with your belt." Uh, it's like it's about respect. It's not about belts. He's like, I've been I've been competing and winning championships since you were in diapers, and um, which it's kind of true that uh, you know like Cyborg's been doing it and been winning for a while. Right. But for him, it's not He's about not wrong it. either. No, it's how literally. long has has Gordon Ryan been Gordon doing jiu-jitsu? Like so. seven seven years. It's something incredibly short. Right. So and, and and Cyborg's been a black belt for like, fifteen years or something like yeah. that. So then Gordon Ryan kind of went on the the offensive back and like really aimed shots at Cyborg, saying like he posted. Well, he didn't aim shots at Cyborg. Yeah, he did. He aimed shots at the whole martial arts aspect. No, 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 no. If you did, you re- look at his feed. So if you look at his Instagram story feed. He took shots blatantly at Cyborg. And well, I he's talked about gym storming. Brazilians doing the no. gym storming. See, that's the thing. So this is the out of context that's getting into jiu-jitsu. People are taking shit out of context. Because he did blatantly sit there and take a post aimed at Cyborg that said, um, let's see. Because I know I took a photo of it. But basically sit there and like he posted, uh, I think it was either a photo or a video of Cyborg winning a tournament, like, pounding his chest, and, like, he was crying. He's like, oh, it's not about the medals, but you're still going to, like, pound your chest and cry after you win, like, uh, win a match. And then you're going to tell me. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. So a lot of people decided to skip that part where he blatantly went at Cyborg. I didn't see that part. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm telling you. I got a screenshot of the, the gym storming. Which came after. So at first it was the shot at Cyborg in return saying like, oh, really? You're going to sit there and say shit to me about it's not about the belts and this and that and the other. But you're going to like pound your chest and like cry and do all this other stuff after you beat someone. It's like, And then he said something else, which I don't know what it was. But it was definitely like being disrespectful to, to Cyborg. And then he got... Disrespectful or... No, disrespectful. It, it wasn't like... It was shit talking to her like he was being disrespectful to Cyborg. It's like legitimately shit talking to him. And then it got into the, like, oh, well, people, I love how people talk about it's about respect, but back in the day, they used to gym storm and this, that, and the other. And then came the other one about um, the caveman days where you can, like, bust people in the head. Did you see that one? That one I have a screenshot of. 
He wrote, uh, in the Stone Ages, if you wanted something, you went and took it. I, I, you had a woman, this is like how he wrote it. You had a, a woman and a cave and I wanted it. I would go in the cave, beat the shit out of you and your belongings would be mine. That's awesome. And then after that was the, I love how people say BJJ is built around respect and honor. No, it's not. It's built around savage Brazilians kicking the shit out of people just because they could. Storming gyms of other martial arts and fighting their instructors instructors just to show BJJ was superior. And while I think that's fucking awesome, it's not the fairy tale that you guys tell about respect and honor. This sport is built around real men who didn't give a fuck and took what they wanted. Which was, I, I fully agree with that statement. And okay, let me see if I can find the uh, the other post that he said uh, towards Cyborg because I know someone must have posted yeah, on that. I agree with that statement. That's that happened. That's part of jujitsu history. Yeah, um, it, that's what really happened. I mean, that's the shit that happened with the Gracies. I mean, they had the fights on the beach. They had all this other stuff. So it it really did happen. Um, but the the thing of him going back and forth with Cyborg, I was just. Oh my god, this is gonna be so good! But again, Gordon did beat Cyborg, and I, I think Cyborg is in in a better shape, better spot now than what he was like last year for ADCC. Because remember, Cyborg's had the uh, the issues the last couple ADCCs. Um, well, it, the thing was, is, is the leg game was just coming into prominence too. Yeah. So like, he might not have he might not have trained enough. In that, in those, you know, in defensive legs and, and stuff like that, which, you know, it's it's going to be interesting because guess what match everybody's going to be watching this year at the, the Noki Worlds. Yeah. Um, so this is what Cyborg responded to the original post that Gordon wrote. I see you still didn't grow up with your black belt and learned about respect. The BS you create around yourself is not what BJJ is all about. It will never be about the medals and titles, my friend. I thought your coach had already taught you that. Your acting takes from the champion you could be. I'm fighting since you were in diapers, kid. Learn to respect, and you can bet I'll be ready for you. Oh, that makes me so excited. I got goosebumps right now. I can't wait. That'll be a good match. And the funny part is that I think Cyborg is going to sit there and go hammer down. And let's say if Cyborg does win, then he'll still be the respectful Cyborg like afterwards, like saying like, you know, whatever, thanks for the match, blah, blah, blah. But that's, you know, if it happens, I'm trying to see uh, if they post it. Here we go. So, damn, man, nobody took a shot. I kind of, that's my own fault. I didn't take the screenshot when it came up. I was like, ah, oh, it's going to go around all over the place. Because Gordon really did go back at him on stuff. So, we got a lot to look forward to in Nogi Worlds this year. And, you know, everybody else that's going to be... Let's talk competing. about something of, the, of this. Let's talk about respect. 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 What is the... What is the... Don't fucking come at me like Donaher. Just fucking say what you gotta say. No, no. Listen. All right. What is what what does everybody say about respect? What's the most talked about like you want respect, you gotta give it? Respect is earned, not right. given. Right? Right. That's the one that's the one everyone says. Respect is earned. It's not given. It doesn't have to be given. It has to be earned. 
Okay, continue. Why? Look, I understand respecting everything that Cyborg has accomplished in jiu-jitsu. Why does Gordon have to respect him, respect his jiu-jitsu if he beat it? Why does what? Why does Gordon... Uh-huh. Because um, Cyborg said, learn learn respect, kid. Right. What... what um, Why does Gordon have to respect Cyborg's jiu-jitsu? Or is, is he talking more personally? Is he saying respect? When he says learn respect, respect for what? Respect for his accomplishments? Respect for you're the saying, person? You're saying that... Um, why because, is Cyborg telling Gordon... Like, right, right. Like, why should... Explain why Gordon should respect... Uh, cyborg. Look, at the end of the day, you don't have to respect anyone. You don't, right. you don't have, have to. to respect anything. You don't have to do shit for anybody. However, it's one of those things that when you are a professional in a mutual industry, a lot of people have, we should have a, what's the word? The um, industry respect or like mutual respect for like well being here's the thing i don't think i don't think we anybody should hate anybody in our sport because it's such a small niche right and but um, i think it's one of those things that like at the end of the day it's like it's more of i've done more in this sport that you even fucking know so like show some respect kind of thing it's but really why but why just it's just i, how I you understand were, that but right but if gordon gordon and, and six years was able to gain the skills needed to beat somebody who's been doing it 25 years. Why should he respect those accomplishments? It's again, I get I get it. On I don't a think it's level. about. I don't think it's, I get it on a personal. Like you I don't think he's coming at him with the respect about the accomplishment. It's more about like respecting the him person. as a person, as an individual, like. It's like, you, listen, bud, like, yeah, you've done a lot, but I've been at this thing for a while, and I've fucking done some stuff that a lot of people can't even fucking dream of achieving. Like, have some respect kind of thing. And it's, again, you don't have to. I think it's more of Cyborg looking at things and not wanting to engage into, like, the Conor McGregor effect right. that's seeping well, into jiu-jitsu, like, with fucking martial arts, arts, like it's, Dylan it's, Gordon. Mar- is it martial? So he wants to approach things as a martial artist. Yeah. Gordon Ryan is approaching jiu-jitsu right. as, an, and like, understanding that it's sports entertainment. That being, a, being an athlete is being an entertainer. Same with Conor McGregor. So, and, and, and believe me, I, I get the difference. Um, I We've had this the debate about when anything gets Americanized, it loses its honor. Um, it's it fun. loses the, the, the aspect that it's about the... The growth the, of the... The climbing the mountain and it right. becomes more of the... Or like, it's not accolade. about... Well, no, no, it's about... It's... it's, it's it's still about climbing the mountain, but it's no longer about the journey. Right. It becomes about getting to the top of the mountain fastest. Yeah. That's that's the Gordon. That's where Gordon Ryan is is approaching 
uh, is approaching this from is this I'm getting up the mountain the fastest and cause this oh it's like saying like I'm so good that I didn't need all the fucking time that everybody else did like I'm like I didn't need to do all this shit like I picked it up overnight right so it's I get it but again I think it's, it's really it's more it's really just two ideologies that are that aren't meshing cause yeah. we don't know we don't know that Gordon doesn't respect uh Cyborg, we just know that his public persona that he's created, this yeah. king, the king, Gordon Ryan, yeah. is selling a fight. And But I mean, if I look at it from a, let's say I was looking at it from like a promoter standpoint, what Cyborg did was actually the genius move out of the two on creating a hype for an event because no, Gordon, no. Gordon made the, the post... Just kind of like being jokingly like talking trash, like I got this, don't even bother showing up kind of thing. Right. Like which is like okay, it's it's good competitive, like trash talking, but it wasn't really directly aimed at anyone in particular. It was just aimed at the, like the whole bracket. Which is something that everybody says like when they're training, like, Oh, I got this, I got this. Yeah. So like don't even bother. Like people joke around about it. I don't that. I didn't think it was disrespect I didn't think the original right. post was disrespectful, but, it was more of a joke. But Cyborg probably took it personal because of their past together and him saying like oh you know what I'll take the 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 high road on it and create the buzz on it because at the end of the day all he had to do he he took the respectful route that still creates the buzz of like if cyborg hadn't said anything I don't think anybody would have given a shit I don't think anybody yeah, would have cared. No, I would have won. But because cyborg's like bro that's disrespectful like I'm going to teach you some fucking respect kid like and it's like you know, he went to, like, show respect to the elders in the sport. Not in an age thing, but really to the people that have been putting in the work. And the people are like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. Well, let's, let's talk about what's most amazing here. My deliciousness? No. What's most amazing about this whole thing is uh, Cyborg is Masters 2. Mm. So... And, and Gordon Ryan is what, 23, 24? Masters 1. <clears throat> no, he competes is... in Masters 1. Yeah. But he's Masters 2 age. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't even compete in the Masters except for the Masters in the Worlds. Yeah. He can, every, every, everything else he does is the adult division. Yeah. And he is. I don't want to say an older dog, but he's an old, he he's is, an older guy. He's an older dog. He's not older. In the like, young man's world. Yeah, and he's, and he's still, still kicking ass. Yeah. So, but that, he works. He fucking works at it. But oh, look at yeah. guys like look at guys like Marcelo. Marcelo Cohen is sitting there like, and he's competing in adults. He's not going in the masters. He's competing in adults, and where he could easily go to master one or two. Not that I'm saying that he's old, professor, but. He goes and he competes adults. How many people that are that could go into Master One, Two, Three, are still willing to like go? I'm going fucking adults. I'm, like, not, I'm not doing adults. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's different. Total side note, though. Do you see who's coming back? No. To compete, Marcelo Garcia. Really? Yeah. I was reading uh, an article. Well, probably in the Masters. No, I don't, I don't know if it was Masters. I got to double check it. But yeah, there there is rumors that he's working on on coming back to compete. Which, if that's the case, then the fucking tournament, um, an event, fucking world is gonna go fucking. Well, you know what's funny it. is he retired before there was really 
money to be made in, in yeah. jiu-jitsu. And now I'm sure he's going, what the fuck? Marcel Garcia, who is one of the best grapplers on the planet. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he retired before. Now he sees all these... All these tournaments popping up and people making money with jujitsu. I don't know if it's really. No, uh, I'm just saying that could be that that should be that could be playing a factor where he's like, damn, I missed my fucking. I think he banks so much on his fucking school. It's not about the money. Well, I think no, he wants a, to just no, compete. It's, yeah, but it, it's um, not about money, money. But who wouldn't want to win thirty grand in a, for a fucking jujitsu match? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like. If he could come back and win a couple of those, I guarantee you he'd be happy to make thirty grand in a fucking night. No, so here. Um, so I'll read the article real quick. This is from um, BJJ Eastern Europe. So BJJEE.com. Um, it doesn't say who the article is from, so sorry I can't give you the credit. Um Blah, blah, blah. Accolades, his athletic accomplishments. Marcelo announced his retirement in 2013. Many thought he would never return to competition, but he revealed in an exclusive interview with Flow Grappling that he plans to return at Kasai could be an event that he chooses. So he's talking about going to um, going to compete in, uh, in Kasai, and he said, quote, if I have to choose to come back and compete in one event, I mean, Kasai is right here, you know, is right there, you know. This is maybe the number one. I'm going to come back to compete, but I just don't know when because I'm just enjoying parenting and I put so much effort into it. But then there will be one time where, like, you know, I'm already not changing diapers anymore. My kids are already, like, getting too big for me because I, being next door, and from the memories that I have competing in Sao Paulo and New Jersey and Abu Dhabi, I mean, why not one day? He added that he's not looking to compete in that he's also looking at competing in other events and maybe even at IBJJF World at adult. Um, so it it would be pretty fucking crazy to have Marcelo Garcia come back to compete again. And I mean, no matter what he does, he's gonna go straight to to the top of, of the names of whoever he's gonna compete against. It's not like he's gonna get like a warm up match or something. They're gonna throw him in right at the at the top of the heap well he's Marcel Garcia he's a, yeah. he's a legend he's a legend in grappling um there's very few legends still you competing. know compete what well, you know still competing I mean he's accomplished so I think much. there's just fewer legends competing at um at adult a lot of them switch to master Master one, master two, maybe, but like it's for them, like staying at, in the adult uh, category has definitely uh, dwindled. Total side note, too, like Marcelo uh, Cohen, uh, he's got himself a fucking um, billboard on oh, the really? side of the road. Yeah, he texted me the other day. He just like this is this is how good it is like because like him and I talk like on and off all the time but he just randomly sends me a photo because he's doing the I think it was a Guatemala and it's like it's a pretty solid tournament and he just goes ahead and it like I mean the meows like competed in there the, the list of people it's that competed the, there the, the I forget the, the name it's I'll tell in you. Guatemala the, the tournament yeah, yeah yeah I'll tell you the it's a it's a pretty solid fucking tournament like the list of people that have competed there is no fucking joke um but it's it's funny because he just sends me a photo of a billboard 
and it's got his face on it. And I'm like, all right, I see you. I was like, I got you, professor. Like, congratulations. I mean, how often do you see a jujitsu tournament advertised on a billboard with the people's face on there? Like, it, it doesn't happen that, that much. Yeah, it's the GT Open. Yeah, that's what I, that I saw. All right. Yeah. Um, it is... Because I, I really don't want to get the name wrong. I, I've been fucking just throwing... Yeah, it's the Guatemala Open. Yeah, it's the GT Open, see? So, like, for example, 2015, it was uh, Joao Miao, like, Gio Martinez, Sean Roberts. Uh, that was my alias at one point. Yeah, Budo Jake, Jeff Glover. It's like, uh, 2016 or 2017 was... Um, Marcelo was there. Uh, Alessandro Vieira. It's a, they had like legitimate names, man. It's the the competition is no joke. So it's funny just to see the a fucking huge billboard on the side of the road just advertising a jiu-jitsu tournament. So shout out to uh, to uh, Professor Marcelo Cohen for becoming a model now. Um, so like. Just continue on the conversations we had in the past. It's growing. It's growing. Yeah, it's but that's amazing. why like stuff like the the Gordon Ryan and and Cyborg thing. I think it's little things like that. That as much as it might not be the best for the sport, respect wise, and it's, I think it'll tone down. Sport. It's great for the growth of the sport to get the attention. Yes. Um. And funny enough, I believe Titan FC is going to introduce combat jujitsu. And I'm like, not surprised. Which, I mean, XFN's been doing it for a while now. Yeah. You know? And they've seen the... Uh, and, and I'm sure Titan has seen the success. The response. The response that, that combat jiu-jitsu has had on XFN, which I still say this. And it's not just because I work for XFN. XFN is a tight show for uh, amateur... Well, they do pros as well, man. Yeah. Because the show coming up on December 17th, or 15th, is um, a pro-am. But um, for a for a amateur show, I think it's one of the best in the country. Like, after seeing... I mean, look... After seeing video of other amateur uh, amateur MMA companies, I think XFN is, is up there with, with, with the best. With... with uh, no, I guess impartiality, partiality, which yeah. is used. like I've done so many shows all over the country and I've been to shows like all over the world. As far as amateur shows, absolutely XFN definitely does it the best. Like I, I give credit and it's one of the few reasons why like I, I always did as much work as I did with, with XFN because I had faith in it and I still do obviously and but I like the respect that the fighters got, and I like the fact that it was a still based on the the capabilities of the fighters, and no one was ever really handled as uh, no one got padded. No, like a fight's a fight. Nobody gets padded. But it's funny that. Do you remember your first uh, exposure to combat jujitsu? Um, it was watching a video from EB from. It was the Eddie Bravo's. So first. that was your first time you saw it. Yeah, because that was the first one. No, the first like combat jujitsu has been around for a while. 
the first time I saw combat jujitsu was at a small kickboxing tournament down in uh, in like Hollywood at a high school. And what they did was, it was fucking ten by ten mat. It was like those just put, people just put zebra mats on the floor. Like that's your your ring, if you will. And they were allowed to hit each other only at the body. So it was you still had to grapple. The whole main idea was grappling, but it was body shots only. But with fists or oh yeah, no, they had MMA gloves and everything. So they would beat the shit out. So they would literally just stand, just fucking slug it out body shots body shots until someone was able to get the clinch and then it went down but they were fucking wailing. i remember it being, well, so you were saying they were standing and hitting right that was it was it was a different was, method yeah that's the different. rules it was the rules were still developing but their rule set allowed for body shots while standing when you got to the ground it was still only body shots they would not allow head shots at all but i just remember being there's no cage. There's no nothing. Like, as close as I am to you, two guys, one had to be, like, a 30-year-old. Another one was, like, a 16-year-old. They were in the same weight class. They were fucking going hammered down at each other. I just remember seeing body shot, body shot, body shot. It's just literally, it was just giant hooks to the body. And then the 16-year-old is the one that won. But I Like, all like the, Nate Diaz did in his first, yeah. and like... That was kind of that was a bare knuckle match. That was a bare knuckle match, yeah. but they really weren't punching, and there was more. That was more combat jujitsu as well. Yeah, but they they were punching, but it was bare knuckle, so you can't really hit hard. Like you're still trying to have bones in your hand. No, Nate was slapping the shit out. Yeah, so it was just funny. I remember seeing like, who the fuck would allow this to happen? I'm, like you can't have a thirty year old going up against a sixteen year old. When we have combat jujitsu at XFN, I get giddy. You can hear it in my voice. Oh no, I do too. On on the on the commentary, yeah. you can hear me getting. You can hear me like. <laughs> yeah. No, because there, some there's matches. something about a fucking slap to the face oh. that's worse than a fucking knockout punch. Do you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. something about a slap to the face. So see, like for me, it's. I don't... If I was in a match and someone slapped me in the face, like, I wouldn't get bothered by it. Well, let me ask you a question. Technically, wouldn't... Wasn't Pancrase technically combat jiu-jitsu? Because they couldn't hit. Yeah. Well, Pancrase was... They could kick. You could... It was... The original version is Pancration, which was Greek. And it was... No, I'm talking about... I'm talking about when... when, when Pancrase tournaments? The tournaments. when, When Boss... One boss no, room because you could, could still do, punch no, standing could, up, could, but it was it wasn't punch; it was open palm. Open palm. So that was why Boss got so famous, is because he learned how to punch with an open palm and knock people the fuck out. But right. technically, if you can't punch, like you could, it was almost te- technically because you couldn't punch. It's almost that's technically saying, that's what I'm saying. It's combat jujitsu. Combat jujitsu. But like right. Boss didn't have that grappling either. He tells a story about how he learned about leg locks just by walking past. Like some TV, and he saw someone do it on like a TV at a TV store. And he's like, "Oh, I should try that." And then the next day, he fought and like won by the by the leg lock just from from watching it. But it's the the rule set. I think it still needs to be adapted. I don't think I that like, I like the EBI. I, the EBI rules are good. I'm just I do want to talk to Dan and Gummy that if we're gonna have combat jujitsu, heel hooks need to be allowed. Yeah, but if you're making it a combat, like it'll be the same thing where 
if you get caught in like say a weird calf slicer, you're at the bottom going for it or for like the leg lock or something, you're gonna get the shit slapped out of you for sure. I think it should be allowed, and I'm gonna talk to if Dan and Gummy listen to this, I'm gonna talk to them. There needs to be, that needs to be allowed. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, if you if you're gonna allow it in an MMA fight, why are you not allowing it in a combat jujitsu fight? Well, it's not. A, I don't think it's allowed in amateur MMA. Uh, heel hook? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I don't think it's allowed by in Florida rules. Let me see that. I actually gotta look up because that I don't know. Yeah, I, I see why not. I wish I had. I gotta hit up Mike Cardoso. Uh, we should have Mike on the show. I had him already. This is before your time. On you your after, podcast, it was, it was after my time. Before your podcast, evidently, it was, it was after um, the beginning of my time and the break that that was not even self-imposed. You just fucking started. You just ran with this shit. I got no time for nobody. You, you, you're you're either on the train or you're not. Um, yeah, it's gonna take too long about uh, trying to find that rule. I'll just hit up. Uh, I'll just hit up Mike tomorrow and ask him to find out. I de- I never heard that one. About no heel hooks allowed in amateur. I don't see why not. If you could do a calf slicer and things like that, why wouldn't you be able to do a heel calf hook? Calf slicer is nothing like a heel hook, though. No, but it's still an advanced move. No, calf slicer isn't an advanced move. That's why IBJ, IBJJF is allowing bicep slicers and shit now. It's really not that advanced of a move. A bicep slicer and a calf slicer are two different things. It's way easier to set up a bicep slicer than it is a calf slicer. It's not hard. The only the only reason it's hard to set up a calf slicer is because they don't allow reaping. But the more people... The, so how am I wrong? Because a reap is an advanced move. I didn't say anything about reaps. Right. right. Yeah, I understand that. But it's a calf slicer isn't an advanced move if you're allowed to reap. It's easy. It's like right there. Once you start reaping... And they start turning away from it. It's right there. It's like, it's an easy fucking setup, is what I'm saying. Did you ever watch the EBI? I forget which one it was. It was the two girls, and the girl got her knee just dissolved and wrecked. Because it was a, um, I forget where one girl. It was like this white girl against this like Asian chick, and the was Asian it? chick was it was an uh, was a tenth planet girl. Was it the little one, Grace? Uh, I can't remember the name. She's like 13 years old. Yeah, yeah, great. So she uh, wrecked this white girl's like knee so that bad. Little she, girl, dude, is such a fucking yeah. beast. She's no joke. But like, it's funny because she had the the you heel know, hook. She, she reminds me. And of she a, looked at her like, "Why aren't you tapping? Tap, tap!" And the girl is like, just looking at her like, "What are you doing? Like, no one's ever grabbed my leg." She and, reminds me of a female younger Mikey Musumeci. Like her, her her personality, right? It's it's funny. She's just like she's a jujitsu fucking so sponge that thing. I can't remember what her last name is. Her first name's Grace, and I've seen her. I've seen yeah. her grapple a few times, and she's just I, fucking. I nasty. have to look her up. The um, do you watch the UFC fights this weekend? I did. So how about that fucking Donald Cerrone submission? I knew it was gonna happen. Didn't. We didn't. I don't know if we called it. If we if we talked about it, but everybody was asking me up until that point. I like, look, here's what's gonna happen. Donald Cerrone has got a much better. No, I did call it because didn't I say it wasn't gonna be a knockout? I got. I got to go back and listen. I don't think we talked about it. Not on the air. We didn't talk about it on the air, but everybody leading up that week, we were talking about it, and I go. Donald Cerrone is a has got a much better ground game, and he's a smart fighter. I guarantee you, 
this happens on the ground and he's going to submit Mike Perry. Because Mike Perry, who I fucking love because he's a fucking savage and just likes he's to sling idiot. leather. Um, did you, dude, that thing, did you see that thing posted about the coaches telling the coach telling yeah, me to yeah. go? Dude, that he's was... Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not trying to get hit right now. Shit. No, but <laughs> it, it's funny. Like, it was... You can tell his his grappling knowledge is minimal for what he was doing. Like, he literally had his hand just right there. Like, Cowboy's like, I am in no danger of getting hit right now. And he just, rip, caught it there. And it was slow. It's not like he threw and it super but quick. But Donald Cerrone's got a nasty he's a guard. He's a belt. He's he's a, got a, but he's got a, a nasty guard. Yeah. I, that's why he's got the most wins and most finishes in one night. So, most wins in UFC. Yeah, that, that went exactly how... I expected it to for go. sure. Um, was not expecting the, the, the Korean Rodriguez. zombie and y- Yair Rodriguez. Look, Holy man. shit! Yair Rodriguez, like his—he was going to lose that match. Yeah, he—he was. But that's the thing, man. That dude is four so, seconds away from losing that fight. That dude is so fucking advanced. He's got such capability that, like, I still don't know if that was a that was planned. Planned hit. That's a that's a hundred. Know. Yes, man. That's a move that happens. It's a move like you do no, that. I, like I understand, but it, normally it happens from a spin, and it's like no, a, no, no, at no, an no. Angle. There, there are certain Muay Thai elbows that when you come in, you'll come in with over, and then you throw in from the back. Usually, you do a twist to throw it up. There. Yeah, but it's that's never, a very. That that that's got to be a very low percentage. No, for sure. Because you can't see your target. But it's a it's that's. The, the aspect of the creativity that Yair Rodriguez has where it's that's what I'm saying that dude's potential is so insane when you look at the little sparks of genius like that yeah I mean he was losing that fight but the fact is is that he's still so creative it's the same thing that happened with Anderson Silva Anderson Silva was going to lose his match against Chael Sonnen and then he caught him in a triangle he was going to lose he was going to lose to Chael Sonnen, and then he caught him in a triangle. Derek Lewis was going to lose to uh, Volkov. Yeah. So it's it's the same thing. I just I, I just, I I can't, like I, like I said, it's like, was it planned? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it was a game plan. Like, hey, by the way, get right. your ass kicked for four rounds, and then the I last just think, time. I think it was a, a poke and a hope. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it was a, I think it was more of a. Oh shit! I, I over rotated too much. Let me just throw no, no, something no. out. He here. definitely he definitely you can tell that he stepped back. He went down to almost like not fake the uh, the takedown, but almost like look like he was gonna go to, like to clinch because he was getting pressured so much. And then he threw it. He threw that elbow up. It's a, I think it's a mixture of he was in such desperation but instead of losing his cool he's like I'm just gonna have some fucking fun with it I'm just gonna throw throw whatever I can throw because it's there it's the same way as like, I think it was an oh shit moment I think it was oh shit I'm in a bad position let me just throw this up and yeah well that's what, what I'm saying like it yeah. still comes down like you still have to have the 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 frame of mind of being able to say I'm gonna throw fucking up elbow from like a weird like angle but no if you look there's, there's definitely like Muay Thai moves where you just come in where like you said it's it's a spin or like a back yeah, elbow. but it's normally like but there's other ones angle. where you come in where you're already down. He was down. bent over. He yeah. was at he was no, no, at, he was saying. at a ninety degree angle, his waist and legs. It's it's kind of like a kung fu like Muay Thai move. There's like different like kung fu styles and stuff that do that. Yeah, it's a it, was, it was it was it was look. Regardless of whether it was a lucky shot, it still worked. Or or he 
he, he was like, I'm going to try to hit him with this regardless. It fucking worked. Yeah. Four seconds. Did you Four watch the seconds. girls Cypher and um, was it Gray? I think her last name. Yeah, it was Gray, Michelle? No, I was driving home during that. So, is it Michelle Cypher? So, Cypher fought at Titan FC, right? And she is very, very, very shy. Like, she's a, a super introvert. Like, nicest person. But, like, if you you watch the, the post-fight interviews, like, with Kamaru and stuff, she's just like... Like, she... She just can't. She's super shy about it. But you get her in the cage. She is so fucking strong. She is such a savage. Like I she think aggressive. I didn't. She's super I missed, aggressive. I the no, whole no, she's fight. super aggressive. She's super aggressive. Like she could probably like easily like bench press as much as I can. She's very strong. She's jacked. Like the girl's got potential. I think if she, even when she's like standing there, like she's tight, but you can tell she can express herself better like within fighting than she can verbally. If she got to the point where she could loosen up in fighting, she'd be a fucking just world beater. Because she's so much stronger. But this girl, I've, I've got to pull up her name. She was fucking picking her apart. And she beat that ass hard. I felt bad because Cypher, she's really, really nice. Her coach was super cool. They're, they're really nice people. But it was a good fucking fight. Also, fuck Fight Pass. Because it didn't work. I was so pissed. I missed like the... The first couple of matches because Fight Pass was tanking it. So, but what about dude? Something's going on with the internet because Facebook was down the other day. Would you? Did you have issues the other day? Like I couldn't fucking my phone or my laptop. I couldn't fucking do anything. Well, I don't know, but I, I and I wasn't didn't go on Facebook. I just yeah. got it. I got an alert, like a news alert. Yeah. I get the news alerts to my phone. It says Facebook is down. Well, YouTube was down the other day. Fucking people freaked out. YouTube went completely down. Look, people, it's fucking electronics. Relax. Your world's not going to end if you can't check your fucking Facebook status or check know. your next video. I you, think it's the lizard people taking over. I just, I just think, I honestly believe we're way too connected to technology. I, well, I don't disagree with that, but I and definitely. I think it's changing the human form. Oh, yeah, of course it does. And what I mean by it is everybody's head is down now. I guarantee you we're either – our necks are going to elongate or we're going to evolve where our neck our, – our, our normal neck position is looking down. So after video games started going gangbusters in the 90s and they introduced um, the vibrating controllers – Kids were actually going to the doctors because of uh, shoulder pains and stuff. And I, I want to say like uh, elbows and stuff because of the vibration of the controllers. Because our body wasn't used to it and the, they're holding the controller for so long that the vibrations were fucking up people's arms. I can't like I can't, look you're going to say this is me being old but I just can't I cannot fathom like like I've played a, I've played a a video game, my fair share of video games, and I get addicted for short periods of time. But then all of a sudden, I go, "Fuck!" I just been playing this game because I got really into like Arkham, uh, Leisure Suit, uh, Leisure Suit Larry. No, Arkham Asylum. That's a great game. Um, I got really into that, and then I one day I noticed I played for three hours. That's it. You call that a marathon? Son. I didn't say it was a marathon. For me, that I was like, "Holy shit! I need to get. I need to turn this fucker off." I was playing like an hour a, a day. Yeah. And then I, one day I just played it for three hours. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? 
And then, you know... No, I definitely used to have an addiction problem with video games, and I, I try to curtail that. I mean, I love playing video games. I love it because it's... Some video games are just so fucking good with the storylines. Like, Do you want to know what my favorite video game of all time is? E.T.? No. <laughs> it's a recent game. Um, the Last of Us. The Last of... Oh, okay. The Last of Us was incredible. I finished that entire You never game. played Skyrim? Yeah, I did not like it. What? I, I hated it. How? Because it was no, like... What I liked about The Last of Us is there was an actual story. Like, I was playing it... Skyrim has a story? No, it's not, because it changes. The story changes. It changes to the decisions that you make. Yeah, I don't like that. I like I liked... A linear storyline. The linear storyline of The Last of Us. Um, because, like, I was playing... What I was doing is I was playing the game... Uh-huh. To see where the story was going. How far like, did you get in Skyrim? I don't know. I just, like... I don't know. Like, to some castle. At the very beginning. You just started. Yeah. It's like, and oh, I, but I, I was like... It was just like... I didn't no. like it. I didn't like the gameplay. No. I like... I like... Listen, if you... If you got past that very beginning and you sat there and gave it like... Give it like another like hour or two of actually getting deep into the gameplay. I guarantee you you would get sucked into Skyrim. And that's not even getting into, like, side quests and stuff. If you played the storyline itself... That's what happened, is I kept getting sucked into these side quests. Well, that's why they do. But if you decide, say, like, okay, screw the side quests, I'm going to actually play the storyline, you could finish the game relatively quickly. It's so fucking good. When you start having to fight off dragons and things like that, and then you have did all you the... Play, did you play The Last of Us? No. Incredible. No. You know what you would like is... Um, what the fuck is it called? It's the action game. Uh, I'll look it up. Because the, the decisions you make yeah, in The Last Uncharted. of Us, the decisions you make in The Last of Us uh, have far, like, matter going yeah. down the road. Um, it's interesting. It's, play, but it's, it's, it's linear. You know where it's yeah. like. That's what I'm saying. Play Uncharted 3. Uncharted 3, and all the Uncharted games are so good, but Uncharted 3 is... If you're literally playing Indiana Jones and like Raiders of the Lost Ark mixed with Lawrence of Arabia, it is so fucking good. And it's linear. It's some parts are kind of like button mashing, but there's a lot of problem solving and shooting. That game will suck you in so good because it's so action packed. It's literally first or third person. It's a third person view. But I'm telling you, you're literally playing Raiders of the Lost Ark and Lawrence of Arabia. Do you have Fedora? Uh, I think you do get one at one point. But you get... There's one part where you're in like a plane crash and like you survived a plane crash and you're stuck in the desert and you're wandering the desert and they full on take bits and pieces of like Lawrence of Arabia and like just the whole visuals everything. It's so good. I, I have it. I'll let you borrow it. Play it. Just play it for like one afternoon. <coughs> it's so good on it, but... You, I don't know if you would like games like Metal Gear Solid. I played Metal Gear Solid. I played. You played the original Metal Gear Solid. No, I played the, the one of the recent ones, Which and I also one? played uh, Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare. I have, like, I have a lot of these. Like, I've played a lot of them. Um, it's just, it's just like again, I don't. You're not experiencing anything. See, but that's the thing is. It depends on the game that you pick. Yeah, certain like of course. It's my same reason why I don't Call like of Duty to watch isn't football. like Call of Duty is is ten percent storyline and the rest is about shooting up uh, 
like fucking people. If you play Call of Duty Black Ops like two, one or two or Ghosts or whatever, there's like the zombie. That's like, the one I have. Model. They all have the like a zombie trial thing yeah. there, but there's one where, fuck, I forget which one it is. I want to say it's like three, three or four, but it's uh, it's got to do with uh, like Kennedy and like Vietnam and stuff like that. But then they throw in the zombies. And you're stuck in like the war room, like in the White House, and like all these fucking zombies. Like, yeah, it's there, fucking there's great. there's there's one version where like you you play the like, I can't remember I have the version mm-hmm. where you're in Vietnam, or like you're 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 the guy's dad and him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember. That's the one I have. Yeah, no, that's just I but but again, good. it's it's I, it's the same reason I don't watch sports. Yeah, it's the same reason I don't play video games. Why? Because you're not there's no growth there. There's no, you're not experiencing anything real. Um, it's just, it's, it's time wasted to me. Again, but it's no different than watching like a movie. No, it is different because at least with a movie, you're, you're, you're listening, you're watching a story. You're, you're, you're. you're but that's what I'm saying. There's certain games that are full on right. sucked in the story. Like if you play, um, Doom, like Doom 3D. Right, I love Doom. I played. Doom. I've finished so by, Doom. Yeah, but you're talking about the I original like first person, Doom. Per, first person right. shooters are the shit. But here's the thing: if you play the like the not the last one that came out, but Doom 3D or whatever it is, um, it's not really like the original Doom where you're going around shooting. It is, but it's more of like a scare thing where the gates of hell are open, but you're walking around. You only have a flashlight, and it's pitch black, and it's all of a sudden things come out. You will shit your pants at least twice. It's so good on how they do it. The new one is more towards the original where you're just running around and shooting. And it's fun. It's, like, challenging. So I don't disagree. But if you do games like Metal Gear... Um, I can still hear the noises from Doom in my head. Yeah. But, but like the, no, no, not the music. The doors opening. <laughs> the doors opening. Yeah. The and, like the, like, the, the, the like noises in the distance. Like, the... Yeah. And then, dude, what was another fun one was fucking Duke Nukem. Oh, that was my game. That was Duke Nukem was the shit. Duke Nukem 3D was was my game. I played endless hours on that, and you that was like when I got introduced to uh, to land parties where you could play people from like anywhere. Oh, it was the best. Eight uh, like eight man like death matches. He's like, who wants up? But they did such a good thing. It was like Leroy. Oh. No, they didn't have it on Duke. Jenkins. That's that, Warcraft. Yeah, Warcraft. But that's, dude, that's the best thing ever. God damn, God it, damn it, Leroy. Um, no, Duke Nukem was awesome. It opened up so much on on the gameplay and stuff like that. But the best part was that they took so many, like quotes and stuff from uh, from like Army of Darkness, and like Evil Dead. So it was just, come on, hail to the king, baby. Hail to the king, baby. Tiger. What was the other one he said? Uh, I'm gonna rip off your head and shit down your neck. <laughs> and then at the end, he actually does it. But then when the game, when see when they made the next one, it took years and years, and that was like a whole drama. And when the game finally came out, people were like, "This is the biggest load of bullshit ever," and it just completely ID just crashed that one. It's funny, man. There's these these like 
these companies have a window and they don't realize it sometimes. But it's the same thing with movies. They do that too. It's like, okay, you see that now they have a Pokemon movie? Yes, and it looks fucking awesome. It looks fucking great. It looks and, fucking awesome. But you have Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. It's like, oh man, please have him curse. I want to hear Pikachu just curse like Deadpool just once. It's just funny, the premise. He's the only kid that can understand yeah. him. I'm, I'm wondering if that means he's going to be able to understand all of them. Or just he can only understand Pikachu. I think I think he's the only one that understands all of them. And I'm not even I don't I can't stand Dragon. Uh, what? Don't you dare fucking say Dragon Ball Z. No. What What is this? What is What is that? Uh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Can't stand Pokemon. <laughs> Why do you hate Pokemon? Because it makes no sense. It's stupid. Really? With all the other shit that you like, Pokemon doesn't make sense it's to you. Dumb. How? How is it any different than Beastmaster? The show? The whole, like, preface of Beastmaster with the guy that can talk to animals. That controls the animals. Because it was a movie? So there's Pokemon movie? Yeah, I know. Well, no. It's just... It's a cartoon. So now there's a Pokemon movie? Yeah, I know. But I'm going to see that because it looks funny and it looks good. Okay, but how's that premise any different? No, I'm just talking about the whole idea of Pokemon. Like, the whole idea of balls with little monsters in them and shit like that it's like it's 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 a ridiculous premise to me this like is Dragon coming Ball from Z. you fucking play Magic the Gathering you're playing with cards with fake monsters on them how is that any different it's different because it's grown up Pokemon was a card game yeah for fucking eight year olds oh man it's the same shit the only difference is instead of having you have to understand see the difference is the in Pokemon, it was biggest card wins kind of shit. Not necessarily. And you still had to have strategy. Not as much as in Magic the Gathering. Don't even say that's not true. Man. Don't even say that's not true. Don't shit on something just because Tell me you I'm wrong. are too Tell me old. I'm wrong. You're wrong. You're saying Pokemon. Pokemon takes Man. just as much strategizing as Magic the Gathering. I think so. You are full of shit. And you're, and, and I guarantee you that there's there's some ten year old somewhere that said, "Hey, do you want to play a game of Pokemon with me?" And they would fucking spank you yeah, on the strategy I don't alone. I know because I don't understand it. You oh, so just because there. you don't understand no, it, it's like a stupid game, you just oh, throw man. there's like there's no land cards, no spell. It's don't, just monster don't card. Be an angry monster grandpa. card. Monster card. Monster. 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 Monster card. <laughs> it makes no sense. Oh, so it's like I have a. Love. For um, land, I'm going to tap, and I'm going to hit you with Landwalker, who has air defense. Like, come on, man! Really? That makes sense. I think. Why would and why would you attack with, with somebody that has air defense? They normally can't. They, they, I see. You don't should get keep mad. that. You should keep that that creature back to defend against the flyer. Maybe that person has a different strategy than well, you. Well, that's a terrible strategy. They should attack with something well, else I don't, and keep their defender I'm looking there. at your desk right now, and I don't see no Magic the Gathering World Championship trophy on there, so... It doesn't matter. Oh, well, what does yeah, that have should. to do with... What's that? I would argue that... That, uh, that, that what? Magic the Gathering is a much more intellectual game than Pokemon. And I would be right in that argument. There's nothing intellectual about having to eat fucking Cheetos and sitting at a desk without wearing deodorant. Who eats Cheetos and plays Magic the Gathering? Have you been to Tate's nobody, like game no, room? Nobody. Have eats... you been to the Tate's well, no, game no, no, room? No, no, no. First okay. of all, let's talk about this ridiculous premise that somebody would eat Cheetos and play Magic the Gathering. Nobody would eat Cheetos and play Magic the Gathering because they wouldn't want to get the oh Cheeto dust Are on their cards. Are you kidding me? What they'll do? Are you kidding me? They'll eat. 
They won't even eat potato chips because the grease will get on the cards. No, that's just your lonely ass. No, that's most I people. will take you down to Tate's on a Saturday with a gas mask and you go to that game room that they have to the side. They fucking sell it right there. There's literally... Have you been to that side game room? I've never, I've never been to Tate's down south. Are you fucking serious? Yes, I'm you, serious. Oh my gosh. I, why are we I don't, buy, I don't, I don't buy comics anymore. It's not just the comics. World. They have everything. All my comics come digitally now on comics. So have you even seen like photos of Tate's down there? No. You have. See, like this is why we can't have nice things. You just have no clue what's going on there. You're missing out on one of the coolest fucking stores down here. Why, so I can spend money on shit I don't need? You saw those comic books that I gave you, like the Conan and stuff like that? Yes, I Yeah, do. those are the ones that they have there. Yeah. You can sit but there. But I got everything I need. No, man. You I don't, don't need get any it. more new. I'm telling you, go down. Then why the fuck do you go to Nomad to my shit? You got everything you Nomad need. Nomad is different. I need shirts and clothes because I and shit I'm like you. that. Go down there. I don't need comic books. Anyway, I don't need figurines. So I don't if need you go it. down there, they're action figures. I don't need. All right. If you go I don't down need busts. there, and they have this side room that they at first it used to be just a comic book store shop, right? It had all that stuff in there, and then they bought up one of the the retail spots like a couple of doors down and they turn that into their like game room so people go in there and they'll have that warhammer like tournaments that have magic tournaments and stuff like that and you walk in there and the stereotypes are just fucking there do you got the guy from south park the, yes the, the, multiple what, what, of the them. guy down in the basement playing yeah. the, the what was he playing what world of warcraft world of warcraft that Ooh. guy and that's a hundred percent there you walk have you in seen there, the guy that did the, the, cosplay? the cosplay yeah he did a great job but no, that's there. And you walk into that room and the fucking musk. It's not even the smell, but you feel the fucking humidity of BO hitting you. And it fucking reeks. And it's and then they but don't you even know what But listen, they don't even stop it there. Then so you come in to the right is where they have all the tables and stuff, and to the left is where they have the front desk. So then they also have an area where you can buy the figurines and like obviously paint them, do whatever. So that part's cool because they have everything there, whatever. They fucking just, as soon as you walk in the front, they have the sign that says Hot Pockets, $2, like like chips and stuff. Everything is fucking there. So trust me. So when I you guarantee you the magic crowd isn't eating them. Uh, I'm, I, I will go just to show you and fucking take photos. The Warhammer crowd, yeah. It's, it's... I get that. And I'm not saying they're bad people. They just have... Well, and here's problems. the thing. For a day, that's that's why I love card games like that, like Magic the Gathering and yeah. shit like that. Because for a get day, you got, you know, this guy that's fucking a geek on the streets. Yeah. And... Fucking savage on the table. It, for, for ten minutes, that guy gets to be a fucking god in that room. And that room... Nobody, you, he could talk as much shit as he wants because he stomped everybody playing Magic the Gathering. So because his mom gave him a bigger allowance to go buy cards, he's cooler than everybody? Well, it's like me, man. Now that I'm an adult and I can afford to buy shit, why do you think I have all these skateboards? No, I, mean, I, 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 buy, I buy all these skateboards because when I was 14 and 15 and I couldn't buy the fucking skateboard I wanted, right. now I'm like, fuck, 60 bucks? Sold. Yeah. hundred I mean, bucks? Sold. You're Give preaching me that to the choir, but it's still just one of those things. Look, to each their own, if that's what makes you happy, go for it. But having a stick of deodorant isn't going to hurt your Magic the Gathering game. Oh, I agree. I think you should always smell fresh. Shut the fuck up. You smell worse than anybody. Oh, 
first of all, that's not true. What? Everybody tells me how good I smell because I, I bet you they tell you from a distance. No, they tell me whenever I walk by them. You smell delicious, and I go, yes, I do. Because is this when you're down in Wilton Manors, or this, this is like is, here? This is because I make. So I've never had a problem being the fat guy. I'll be. The fat <laughs> That's good. Because I'll be the, clearly you haven't had a problem with. I'll it. be the fat guy. I don't mind. I'll be being your the Huckleberry. The only I'll thing be your Dom DeLuise. I would never. <laughs> no, the the biggest thing is, is I would never be the stinky fat guy. Can you do that for Halloween next year? What? Can you dress up as Dom DeLuise? As Dom DeLuise, as Captain... You dress up as Dom DeLuise, I'll dress up as Burt Reynolds. And we'll be... <laughs> Can we do that? That'd actually be if pretty you, fucking if, funny. If you slap me, I'm gonna beat the shit I out of you. I will randomly slap the shit out of you. You're like, get in the Dude, car. <laughs> he beat the fuck out No, he out really of hit him. He yeah, really I fucking like, him. like... They could have really been like that generation's Abbott and Costello. But he was... Like, I don't think Dom DeLuise liked it. I think that Burt Reynolds was so deep into his drugs and alcohol that it was really Dom being oh. afraid of getting killed. No, I, I think Burt Reynolds was a fucking bully. No, for sure. But that's but that's Burt fucking Reynolds. So you bow down to fucking Burt Reynolds. Like he sla- Remember when he slapped that fucking reporter? Yeah. Like asked what well, it was a stupid question of some kind. I think he brought up Lonnie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And Burt slapped him. Nothing is as bad as the fucking Sean Connery interview with Barbara Walters. I don't remember that. Well, you don't remember the interview where he's talking about hitting women? No. Are you serious? No, I don't You've remember. never heard this? I probably have, but I... So, like, he, like, Sean Connery said something, like, I guess he got in trouble for, like, he hit somebody or he hit, some, like, his wife or something. And Barbara Walters is like, so do you think that it's okay to hit women? And he's like, well... I think women are great at pushing buttons, and sometimes nah, you gotta give them a slap. And she's like, yeah. Oh, and she's like, yeah. so you think it's really okay to hit women? He's like, and you can tell he's getting aggravated. He's like, I bitch, I will slap you right now. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I think women are so good at pushing those buttons that they want the reaction. So I give them the reaction they want and put her in her fucking place. That's like basically what he fucking said. That's but fucking- he literally sits there and says like. Sometimes you gotta give her a good slap in the mouth. That's fucking yeah. incredible. And like Barbara Walters, you can tell she's trying to be like cunty and be like feministic about it, which she's not wrong. That's a really dick thing to say. But he's like, oh, this man is like all that shit that happened in like James Bond movies where he hits a woman. Like that's kind of fucking legit. And he there. might slap me right now. Oh well, no, right now he's not doing much of anything. He's... No, no, I mean Barbara Walters was oh, thinking yeah. maybe I is should. Is she still alive? Yeah, Barbara Walters still alive. Is she? Yeah. I thought she, that lady is fucking ancient. No, no, she's still alive. Yeah, Sean Connery doesn't have that much time left. That's why he hasn't been on uh, on TV. They've offered him. Movie no, he's roles. retired. He retired. No, he's he, not even just retired. He's got uh, Alzheimer's. No, but he retired before that because I, I want to say, what was the movie? It pissed him. Goodwill no, Hunting was the last one that he did. He wasn't in Goodwill Hunting. Not Goodwill Hunting was. The, yeah. No. No, it was the, the other Finding one. Finding Forrester. Or yeah, something like yeah, that. yeah. That's what it is. But there was another movie. There was some movie that he did that that turned him off of acting. Was it the one that oh, he was, it was in the Red Speedo? No, it was uh, League of Extraordinary Gen- yeah, Gentlemen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That whole experience pissed him off, and he was done after that. Which is funny because I really like that movie. You know, I know it's a that. shit. It's a shit. It. Like a lot of people think it's a shit movie, but I enjoyed it because it's literary. Characters, I like yeah. literary literary characters that come to life, and it, yeah. it was it, it was cool. You know what I was watching the other day? Like, 
I'm a huge James Bond fan. I'm sorry. I I fucking love the James Bond movies, like the Sean Connery ones and then the Daniel Craig ones and stuff. But the ones of here's the thing: what most people don't know. Do you know what the first James Bond movie was? Uh, it was with George. No, not the George Lazenby. Not George Lazenby. The very, very first James Bond movie was really more like a campy movie, and it was Casino Royale, and it was with Peter... Peter uh, Sellers. Peter Sellers, Yes. right? So then it went to Dr. No, which was the Sean Connery one, which was the real one, and then they redid Casino Royale with Daniel Craig and stuff like that, so people don't know that, but... The Dave yeah. Craig Casino Royale was fucking incredible. It was a great movie. And then the fucking intro song with uh, Chris Cornell singing. It's fucking great. And then what? the second one was... With uh, uh, Daniel so, Craig? Yeah, it was... Uh, it, spec, not Spectre. No. It was... Um, it wasn't Quantum of Solace. Yeah, it was. No. The second one was Quantum of Solace. I don't think so. And then third one was Skyfall. And then the last one was... No, was was uh, Spectre. So anyway, and I know that that's because he's only done four. Yeah. So the quantum. I didn't never. I never saw Quantum of Solace. I heard it was. It wasn't good. It was there. They had some good parts, but the storyline was really shit. Sucked. You didn't like it. I hated Spectre. I thought that it was a great movie, but they they underutilized um, the German actor. I think they completely really underutilized the the scare factor of Blofeld. Oh, with uh, was that uh, I forget his name. Um, Batista. Is yeah, that's the one with Batista. But yeah. like the 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 German guy, the guy that's yeah, had a Spectre Wal- was Chris- Blofeld. Oh, Blofeld is the is the actual guy's like character's name. So Herman Blofeld or something like that. So the 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 way that it's supposed to be is that Blofeld is the character that. In Austin Powers, Dr. Evil is camping off of. That's right. Blofeld. That's the way that it's supposed to be. That's how he was in the old James Bond movies. It was kind of I like... I thought it was supposed to be... He was uh, Dr. No. No. Dr. No was the guy that had the... Um, I expect you... No, no. That's, Goldfinger. That's Goldfinger. I expect you to know, Mr. So Goldfinger is still Goldfinger is still under Blofeld. Blofeld is one that ran everything. That's why it's such a, like, a huge thing. Like The, the German guy that, that plays him. So... This whole accident that happens in that movie, the, he thinks he's dead. But if you see, like, after the explosion, you see cars take off. So he's still alive. And then it becomes where he has, like, a whole surgery. So they're kind of redoing the storyline that happened in, uh, I want to say, Thunderball or Diamonds Are Forever. Like, it's going to be that whole same storyline. Anyway, my whole point in the beginning was that the campiness of the Roger Moore movies... Oh. Destroyed the fucking thing because you had awesome but they characters. Were, they, but they, they had were popular. Awesome. They were popular because he came off of the Saint. He did the Saint, and that's why he got that. Tell you what, the Val Kilmer the Saint was incredible. Oh, I fucking that, love that. Movie. That was a great movie. Um, yeah, that movie is so fucking good. That movie is definitely underappreciated. Because that movie was really fucking good. Skyfall. See, that's where you're wrong. No, Skyfall oh, Sky, was the third. Yeah, Quantum of Solace. But I know there was another. No, there was only four. There's only Casino Royale, uh, Quantum of Solace, 
Uh, they don't have any. Skyfall and then Spectre. Those were the four with Daniel Craig. They announced, or did you see the and trailer? He, and he for signed Game on for, for another one. He signed on for one or two more. One now. more. He didn't even want to do it. And they're gonna. I I pray that they either gave it to to Tom Hardy or they give it to uh, Idris Elba. Elba. He's fucking amazing. Hands down, one of my. He favorite just wants sexiest also. man alive. He is. He's a sexy beast. I'd let him touch my hiney. Um, fuck, now I forgot what I was going to tell you. Oh, um, you see the the Game of Thrones trailer came out? Oh, yeah. I'm not watching that shit. I watched it a while ago. It came out a while ago. I'm not, don't tell me. I will I will physically punch you in the mouth. I would not, I'm not even joking. I will punch you in the fucking mouth if you tell me anything that's on that trailer. I don't remember. I, I, watch, no. I, I wish I could remember something I don't something care right what black belt want, you got. You I could, would want you to punch me in the mouth because I'm trying fuck, to remember what was on it. I will fucking... That's one of those things I... Whoever fucking gets a is one of those people that post the spoilers before I get to watch it online. I will make your life living hell. What I'm looking forward to are the movies that are coming out. Yeah, that would be like pretty good. Pet Cemetery, the remake of Pet Cemetery. Still looks haven't good. watched that. The first one, the original one. Remember we talked about it. Yeah, that one looks good. And then I saw another. Oh, um, Mary Poppins. No, there's no, there's one coming out about this. It's like a cyborg girl. What, the girl with the dragon tattoo? No, 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 no. No, don't tell me that angel, battle angel. Yes, battle Fuck angel that. looks incredible. It looks so stupid. Battle angel looks incredible. But it's the same incredible. German actor. It's the same yeah, German. Christoph Waltz. Yeah. No, fuck that. That movie looks so stupid. No, you're terrible. That's dumb. At least I got to watch Ready Player One. Um, Which was terrible compared to the book. The book? I know. I want to read the book, but... The book is ten times better than that movie. Yeah, but seeing the actual characters is fun. No, you don't really see the characters. In the movie? Yeah, because they're wrong. They're, they're, they're all wrong. How so? That's not how they looked. Like, when he started the movie, uh-huh. like, when, he, when, when the book started, the main character, he was a chubby, like, greasy, okay, right. zit-faced guy. And then, but I'm talking about the cartoon movie characters, all the stuff that they... Those weren't even right. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess they had to make it more... Hers, hers was close. Right. Uh, uh, H's wasn't really that close. Um, there were some things that were like, like there was the big robot bot battle. Like there was so much shit. Like there was so much shit that was that wasn't in the movie. Oh, so back to to James Bond. You know, one of the best reasons to like James Bond is one of the first movies. To have jujitsu in it, they use legitimate judo and jujitsu in there, and that was the thing. Like he's like he's technically a fourth degree whatever judo black belt, and then he's like he's our dude jujitsu. Like yeah, it's on there. That's one of those like movies. Like that's what, like with the very very beginning of judo becoming popular in the United States and everything. That's in there. The first Brazilian jujitsu. Name that movie. The first Brazilian jujitsu. Yeah, there's. There was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. What's the first movie it showed up in? It's a movie from the 80s. From the 80s? Yep. Um, I want to say it's like... Uh, no, it's not Point Break, because that's 90s, right? Fuck, who? Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah, the triangle, the shittiest triangle yeah. of all time. But yeah. uh, I can't remember one of the... I can't remember if it was one of the Machados. Yeah, it was Or the one of the Gracies was the fight... The fight scene choreographer. The, the fight scene choreographer. Yeah, that. I'm pretty sure it was like Machado. 
No, it had to be one of the Gracies because they didn't want to show people anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah. That was the shittiest fucking triangle ever. You know, it's funny. I was going with the guys uh, like the uh, uh, Jacob and uh, what's his face? The Andrea. Andrea, like about the, uh, I was kind of showing them like a couple of things to work on their triangle. It's one of those things that, like everything else in jiu-jitsu, there's so many little fine details. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's one of like the few positions that unless you got someone that's really like like husky or like thick, that once it's in, like it's in, there's always going to be a way to finish it. There's always going to be a way to finish it. Like, as you can always fine-tune it, fine-tune it, fine-tune it more and more and more. Like, you don't have to go balls deep to to have it work. Like, you could get it, finish it. If you don't finish it, you can fine-tune a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't know, man. It's just because... I look at it almost like... my, like... It's not yours. not my thing because yeah. I, it's, I got short, stocky legs and... Even though I'm flexible. But that's what I'm saying. It's like for my size compared to your size, yeah. right? Like I have thick legs, but they're long. So I can adjust and stuff. Like if you catch someone in a triangle. I don't really get it from the mouth. If I get right. a triangle, it's from the top. Right. But if you get it, even then, there's always a way for you to, to fine tune it. To yeah. close it. To close it. To close it. That's like that's one of the few moves that you can sit there and you can have control. And that's to me more of like like an anaconda where you can just sit there and the squeeze just gets deeper and, and deeper. And, I t- and what's deeper. funny is that I tell everybody, don't like you can finish that triangle. Just push your knees together, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, like, yeah. Everybody, I, does same it. thing. I show them. I show All them. you got to do, one hand on one knee, one hand on the other knee. Now squeeze, push them together. You don't even have to do it hard. And then you see everybody pull down on the head. I'm like, dude, if I see you pull down on that head one more. Well, right. And, but like they do it like right off the bat. It's like, well, if you don't have it closed, it won't even fucking matter. Yeah. Like, and all the pulling down of the head do, does is keep their posture broken. But see, I don't. But it doesn't even do I that if they get their knees underneath. I don't agree with it completely because I see if you do it in a certain way, I see it almost like as if you had like, if you have like a, a triangle, right? If you have like a. Uh, a, not a vice, I guess, like a plier, and you put something on there, the more it slips in, the tighter it gets onto the side. So for when we us to do the choke, all I need to do is close the left and the right. I don't care anything really about the front. I don't care anything about the back of the neck. It's just the two sides. It's just the carotid arteries. So if I can still pull your head down and push my hips up and kind of force you into that funnel, it'll still come in. You could still get it, but... We go on to the the mindset of the least amount of muscle to have to finish the move. I'd rather grab my shin and just do a quick adjust. Yeah, do a quick adjust. And just, like pinch it. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I like I work so hard on like developing like my triangle because you can go to so many different things to it. But you could sit there and stay there all day, and one way or another you can close it because you can go to a Kimura. If they move their arm, then it can go to like an arm bar and then you can just pull the arm across. Now you get the triangle again. It's one of those few things where it's just that, that's a lot there. Like, Bro, so there's, there's, that's, dude, I tell, I tell this, I say this to everybody. We could do jujitsu every day for a thousand years and, and do it for 10 hours a day and never hit everything. Yeah. Because it's constantly evolving. 
Yeah. No, I I fucking I love that part of the game. Oh shit, it's ten o'clock already. We better get going. We're late. It's past the bedtime. Um, any last uh, statements you want to make? Yeah. What you, you got? Wanna, I just looked on uh, Instagram, and we'll talk about it next week. We'll see what develops. What? What happened? Ho ho ho. Oh, and we never even we haven't even talked about the 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 featherweight division, cowboy versus uh, Connor. Read what he says. Just waiting on him. I know a guy. Ah, that'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool. That'd be a. I would pay to see that. Fight. That'd be a good fight, and that would be a good grappling match for him too. I think that's like a grappling level where he could actually survive a little bit longer than if it was Nate or. Yeah. Oh, you mean about them? Uh, dissolving the featherweight division. Yeah, yeah. and remember we talked about it. We said it was gonna happen. Yeah, we said it was gonna happen. And I felt bad because Shorty finally got two fights into the UFC, won one, lost one, and now he's off somewhere else now. I kind of talked to him a little bit the other day. Uh, oh, he's gone already. Yeah, yeah, they kicked him out. They already they kicked. kicked they, they didn't move him up away. No, class. no, they they're they're completely dissolving the the thing. Not everybody can jump up. He could, but he's not going to. Like, for what? Like, that's what I'm saying. Is I said it was going to happen. Like, no, they're just going to dissolve it. That's That was the only reason that you could explain why Mighty Mouse went to 1FC. Because, like, why the fuck would he stay? He's not going to move up. He can't. He's way too small. He was going to fight. Oh, no. Dillashaw was going to go down to 125. Right. So you see what I'm saying? Like it, like everything was there. Dillashaw can go up. So what's Sahuda gonna do? Dude, Sahuda can go up. It's gonna suck for him, but he's gonna go up. Yeah. Like I mean, he always had the issue on meeting the weight anyway. He's just gonna be the smaller guy in that division. I mean, that's all of them. But it's just get thicker, lift weights. But I mean, I feel bad because like the fights aren't bad. But I think honestly that that I weight think class. I they're too little. People, the people are yeah. too little. They're, that's what I'm it's saying. It's amazing fights. But for the casual fan, they're just too little. No, that's those fights are great for the Japanese, like for the Asian. And all crowd. I can think of is like, remember in the back in the day, like the guy would put the hand on the little the short guy and he would swing. Yeah, and he yeah. would hit nothing. That's like that's what a lot of people think of when they think of that fly. For sure, game. I think that's the downside. It's like if you watch a heavyweight fight, no guy like only a handful of douchebags. Yeah, I could fucking take him. I could take on DC, no problem. Like, that, there's very few guys that are going to sit there and have that argument. Maybe when you get to 185, oh, I could give fucking Jock Ray a run for his money, no problem. But if you get down to, like, the 125s, 135s, oh, I could fuck up that little guy, no fucking problem. I, why the fuck am I going to pay to watch him? That's really the way that the dumb shit, like, if people don't have the respect for the fight. Now, if it was boxing... See, if those guys went to boxing, it would be a lot different. They would get a lot more respect than than being an MMA fighter. But that's just because there's a lot of small guys in boxing. Um, all right, anything else? Nope. All right. Uh, I'm tired of looking at your stupid face. You love me like fat kid loves cake. Um, be sure to follow Sean on Instagram at GorillaBoyBJJ. Follow me at Sonder Marketing. Uh, make sure to follow the Jiu-Jitsu Radio Instagram, uh, YouTube channel. Subscribe if you like the podcast. Please share it. Share with your friends. Leave a review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. It does actually help out a lot. Or send us some cash. I'll take some cash, yeah, too. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll holler for a dollar. Um, 
no but the anytime you guys leave a review or uh on no matter what outlet we we post on it actually does help us out a lot because we get a, a lot of amazing feedback and thank you to everyone that's reached out to us thank you as always to our amazing sponsors choke aloha what? Yeah, well i was just gonna say every five-star review you send alex will send you a dick pic i mean i'll send it on the two-star too i'll give a fuck <laughs> dick pics for everybody dick pics. you're better off like Give me a five-star or you will get a dick pic. <laughs> You're probably going to get a better response that way. Um, shout out to our sponsors, Chocoloha, Jiu-Jitsu uh, Jiu Soap Co., and Giraffe Choke. Be sure to check them out and use the promo codes to get yourself some, uh, <laughs> excuse me, some uh, cool holiday gear, some gifts, ideas, and stuff for yourself. Tell them we sent you. And then if you ever come down here, why don't you go ahead and hit up Nomads? Give us a call and we'll meet you up there. So, was it Sundays they got the the food truck? No, it's there every day. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. let's go hit up the food truck. Get smoothies, acai, or coffee. Yeah. So check them out. Um, shout out to Nomad. Thanks for joining. I also want to take the time to thank Irwin Naturals for the uh, for the gift package of the CBD oil um, supplements. I've been taking these now for the past few weeks, and I, that's what I'm saying. Like I gotta get you some of these because. I feel so good after training now, like, now that I get back into it, the, I honestly, I haven't felt any real, like, joint pains or anything like that, it's helping out my sleep a little bit, I kind of fucked up the other day, because I was like, it only says to take one, so what did I do, I took four, I took the best nap ever, so, um, thank you very much to Irwin Naturals, if you guys want to check them out, they don't sponsor the podcast, they, uh, they were just really cool um, to send me some stuff, because they know how much... We like to push this kind of stuff, so give them a, uh, a check out at Irwin Naturals, I-R-W-I-N naturals.com. Check out mycosmicjourney.com. Go pick up some of my stuff. Check out Sunday Marketing, and with that being said, we're going to be out. Peace. See ya. You Deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Kids stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, living, being right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators up. Woo!